You're listening to G4D, Grounds for Discussion, a weekly music podcast hosted by your two most caffeinated hosts, Adam and John. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and enjoy the following episode. Oh, wow. We didn't struggle to pick out albums this week. Yay. <laughs> Thank you. Artists. Music you. is back. Artists. Finally. Finally. Although, of course, we wanted it, and boy, are we getting it. Oh, my God. Now we are inundated. Yes. Now we have to do double the reviews. Oh. Yes, that's right. It's a double shot here on G4D, a.k.a. Grounds for Discussion. discussion. Changing it up a little bit there. Yeah. Or, or, or should I do it kind of like James Blake? Discussion. I don't know. I can't Discussion. do it. There you go. When that. you're drinking coffee, then <laughs> you're friend Suddenly it hurts. Caffeine taking over. <laughs> and my body feels no, 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 no. Andre 3000. Hey, yo, 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 yo. I don't know. I'm not even going to attempt to do that one. <laughs> but I, I was vibing with that there. Thanks. Yeah, that was good. That was good. We that should, was real good. We should write a parody song. Yeah, we totally should. In the style of James Blake talking about coffee and its <laughs> effectiveness of caffeine on other bodies. <laughs> How do you think James Blake <sighs> drinks his coffee? Darker than dark. <laughs> I'm sure, especially after listening to this album. Yeah. doesn't get much darker than that. That's all right. Well, hey, we, I got to introduse you. Oh. You're Adam. Hey, you're John. I, I, I am. Yes. And I am excited to be back here with you, buddy. Yeah, good to be back. And I'm really looking forward to reviewing not one, but two albums with you. Yes. We got James Blake's Assume Form and Toro E. Moy's Outer Peace. Both very very exciting artists in the world of indie music mm. both experimental with their electronics always trying something new and different on their albums so i think we're in for a really fun show but before we begin there is a story that i've been wanting to tell you oh boy so this past weekend on snl the main host was the girl from that new uh the marvelous mrs Maisel, mm-hmm. rachel braun something something like that yep and she had as a musical guest on her episode our favorite band Greta Van Fleet. Mm, love those guys. Really <laughs> unique sound they're going for. I, I can't say I've heard another band like that ever in, in my life that plays music like they do. They're just revolutionizing the rock genre. I really hope there's somebody right now who's listening to you is taking you seriously. Well, really that, hope so. That guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 They're bringing it back, man. Bring it back for me, man. <laughs> But I ended up falling asleep pretty quickly because for whatever reason, I was just super tired that night and I fell asleep on the couch only to wake up right when they were playing their second song. Mm. Now, let me tell you something. You lucky soul. (laughs) Let me tell you something. All right. The last thing that anybody would want, anybody would want to wake up to is you're the one I want. You're the one I need. Just screaming at you at the top of his lungs. That was pretty good. You should try out for Greta Van Fleet. Uh, You know what? I don't have 
my teeth aren't bleached enough to their levels. Like these are young kids, what they're like 19 and stuff like that. Extremely talented. All joking aside, they are no doubt very talented at what they do. Sure. But they look like that band that like, hey, we're getting money. Not only are we going to fix you up with these fancy outfits, we're going to make sure you're nice and tan. We're going to make sure your teeth are straight and perfect and pearly white. They're like the one direction of rock music. Yes. So mm. pretty much the first image that I see along with that singing is just the lead singer. And the lead singer's got like this short curly hair. Like think like mini Mars Volta Fro. It's right? kind of like Roger Daltrey from The Who, like what he's got going on right yes. now. Yeah. Yes, I would agree with that. And I'm sorry, like in my sleeping stupor when I woke up, I thought I was looking at a singing mole rat. Like that's what I thought oh, I was no. seeing. And it just messed with me for a second. I, I felt like I was waking up from a fever dream. I could see Greta Van Fleet ripping off the who next. It's like, oh, this is our lead single. It's called Foosball Expert. Foosball <laughs> <laughs> Expert. <laughs> He's a foosball expert. Mama, there's a hit. (laughs) (laughs) Through the mountains they went to watch the foosball expert. (laughs) There'll be a rock opera about a deaf person playing foosball. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. That'd be so good. (laughs) But, yeah, man. No, it, it really, like, freaked me out for a second because, like, you know, like, when you're really tired and you wake up, like, way earlier than you would have liked to and like everything's all hazy and everything uh-huh. i felt like i felt like i was like tripping out or something and for some reason the the sound on the snl stage is just terrible honestly dude and this they isn't don't know me they can't mix it it's no. something i don't know they're just like a performance stage is different from a rock stage and they just can't get the mixing right like ever you're definitely right. There are plenty of great bands who have played there where because of the acoustics and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it does not sound good. Yep. Now, the thing that I really need to point out with their performance, and I'm not saying this to dogpile on them. I'm not saying this because I'm not necessarily a fan of their music. I think they were uh, lip syncing, like majorly. Really? So, you know when you see a live performance of a band mm-hmm. and like you could tell like Oh, they're really they're really singing because like there's that extra element of like look at them, you know, really belting it out. You know, you could tell like oh, that's live. Mm-hmm. This didn't seem like it. It seemed like they were mouthing along to the lyrics. Interesting. I'll need to show it to you cuz I I kind of want you to tell me if you agree with me or not. It just seemed that way. And there have been artists who have lip-synced mm. on um lip-synced on SNL before. And I think that was absolutely the case with them. Mm, I ex- really think so. An excellent hypothesis, Watson. I shall do further investigating. Yes, please, please let me know if you agree with me. I'm not trying to dogpile on the band. I know we didn't like their album. We're not really fans of them. But I really think that was the case. And I can't tell if it was just because I was super sleepy at that point or because I, or, or maybe I'm right. I, I think I'm right. Hmm. So I'd be very curious to see what you're saying. I'm, I'm curious and... Let's let's see what happens here. Yeah, man, it, oh, it was the worst thing to wake up to. I'm sorry, but just seeing like that little short little singer like screaming at the top of his lungs. With his or apparently not eyes. screaming. Apparently, yeah. his pre-recorded screams. But but the song itself has him screaming in it, regardless. God, I got yeah. it, got it, got and it. it's like yeah, yeah. I don't like, know the way oh. they mix his like screaming is just like not good. Yeah, even on the recorded stuff, it's just like whoa. Okay, man, just just tone it down a little bit. Yeah, again. 
Very talented. You can hit all those notes, but like, don't force it, man. Just let it come naturally. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm very worried for his vocal cords personally. Mm. Good but luck, brah. Good, yeah, yeah. Good luck with that, brah. So, uh, do you like the Blake? Yeah. I you you. We love the Blake. We love the Blake. We love the Blake. I love the Blake. <laughs> I love the Blake. Boop You do that really well. I love the Blake. That that was smart. That was really, really smart. Thanks. Very few people are gonna understand that reference unless they listen to our best of two thousand eighteen. Well maybe if they were wide awake, they would get it. Ah that was good. That was good. So James Blake, for those of you who do not know, is an electronic artist. Started out doing a lot of instrumental music. He did kind of like this, it was kind of like almost chopped and screwed rap music where he kind of really like brought it down and just kind of just mangled these songs and created his own thing. And eventually he started putting out albums where he was singing on them. And turns out, hey, he's uh, got a really good voice. He's got this like kind of like very like falsetto, very kind of like R&B, you know, very, do you want to say bluesy? Would you say bluesy? Like it's almost, it's, it's a very, very down tempo. It's very soothing and calm, but almost haunting just the way he like mixes himself. And James Blake uses a lot of loops in his vocals. So he'll kind of, you know, sing like something and then add a layer to it and kind of just build upon that. And there's just something so hypnotic and like eerie about his voice he just keeps you drawn in but like in a good way i i would agree with that description and let me tell 100%. you this album definitely exemplifies that and, well continue with it oh yeah it exemplifies that in all things that are james blake and very very good things too and you know we were complaining about you know oh, artists aren't dropping any albums yet and it's taken a while but let me tell you this album is worth the wait Wow, <laughs> that's that's really all I have to say. For someone who's been listening to James Blake from the beginning, like this is like to me like a culmination of just everything he's done, kind of just packaged and like there, if if that makes sense. It's his fourth album. Like he's got plenty of EPs, and I highly recommend checking out the EPs because I think his instrumental work is very very strong. In fact, if I got to be honest with you, I prefer his instrumental work more. But this album is the one for me where his singing really reached new heights for me. And this is the one where he does sing throughout the whole album. This is the album that is my favorite one of his so far. So it's his fourth album. And he's kind of just give you a little background of behind the scenes on this album. He at one point had moved to L.A., you know, just kind of get away from it all and get into some new surroundings and i think it in turn has influenced him in the right ways so you know we always talk about like artists really trying to do new things as they go along and i think that could be said about this album here there's some rap elements to it there's even you even proved a good point there's even a little bit of rock elements in here there's r&b there's like this album flip-flops on its style a lot but the elements of what James Blake is are just all there. And he can experiment with like a rockish kind of song or ballads or rap songs. And just the way he understands the people who are featured on this album, you know, I'm not a huge Travis Scott fan, but on the second track, like 
the way he understands how Travis Scott performs and can rap is like mind blowing because the, his song for him is like perfect for his vocal style mm-hmm. and just the arrangement that James Blake gets is like amazing. I would agree with that completely. Like he took some big risks on this album because there's probably about, mm, I'd say four featured tracks on here. Yeah. Four, four featured tracks. There's, and two of those include Metro Boomin, who's kind of this really up and coming uh, hip hop producer. And I thought it was smart bringing him on to add that extra rap element to these songs. Mm-hmm. And those are just really quality songs. They come up early on, but to your point, they really fit within the context of the rest of this album. It was a, it's a risk doing that. Yeah. But it works. And it works because you still keep those James Blake elements and because it ties in with all the other themes that are there. So I feel like this album kind of covers a lot about anxiety and overcoming isolation. There's definitely an element here of, you know, there's a line where he says, I want to be touchable. I want to be reachable. Like it's getting over that hump. And I think him going to LA was his way of growing outside of himself and evolving beyond that anxiety and that isolation to become something new and eventually assume a new form, which is the name of the album. Oh, Get it? Wow. So it all kind of comes together. Look at you go. And I think that's why I really enjoyed this album so much, was that the overarching theme is very, very strong and consistent throughout it, and it tells a really strong narrative. In different styles and song types, too, which is really cool. And just, you know, I think... You know, when I listen to something, I'm looking for like a common theme or just an element of something, but there is that Agreed. common theme and, but there's so many different styles to incorporate it and it flows really well, like surprisingly well together. Yeah. And, and it shouldn't on paper. It shouldn't. Right. But it, but just it works. does. Yeah. Yeah. I think to your point, I completely agree with the sentiment that this is a culmination of all of his ideas coming together. And this is honestly one of my favorite things he's ever done. I've listened to this album several times, and I feel like I'm enjoying it more and more as, as I go along, which is always a great thing to say about an album. Really enjoyed, too, that obviously Rosalia features on this and Andre 3000. The track with Andre 3000, Where's the Catch? That's my favorite track. Oh, same here. Yeah. Same here. Strong hook, obviously a strong feature from Andre 3000, who's, you know, come on. He, he can just do no wrong. We want him back. He needs to come back with an album, please. (laughs) I don't think he ever will. I think he's just going to keep on doing this. I like this, though. It's good. Yeah. I mean, he had strong features on both of Frank Ocean's albums. So, you know, hey, if this is all we get of Andre 3000, at least it's getting good stuff, right? Heck yes. So, yeah, I just feel like this album is not only just a, um, you know, kind of kind of a very kind of heartfelt and personal album but it's one that i think a lot of people could identify too with and i like the direction that he's going here as well i think there's also a good amount of variety too i like that he mixes up his samples and different background noises and different instrumentation that he uses throughout it which i think also adds to it if it didn't mix it up as much this album would be good but it wouldn't be great Mm -hmm. and i think that's what takes it over into that next level all right so can I go into my final thoughts here? Yeah, but before okay. you do that, let's, you know, now that we have our first really official review mm-hmm. of the year, let's remind the viewers at home our rating scale. All right, so we're going to start from the bottom to the top. That's right. So starting off at the bottom, it is trash it. Yep, this album is 
poopy poop garbage. <laughs> Up next, it is Leave It. Eh, which is, you know. Yeah, maybe can... check a song or two, yeah. but nothing too major. Mm-hmm. Next up, it's Stream It. Which is, hey, listen to this on your favorite streaming device. But don't really put any money down on it. Yep. Then after that, it's buy it or download, download it. it. Which is put money towards this, get it on digital, it's worth it. Then up next, it is own it. Which is buy this on CD or some kind of record, you know. It's, it's good to have. It sounds nice. And then the top rating is gotta, gotta have, have it. it. Which is stop what you're doing and buy it now. But before you stop what you're doing, you have to rate us five stars on iTunes and write us a comment. Yes, you do. And comment, like, rate, subscribe, and check out our website, which is g4dpodcast.com. And tell all your friends about us. That's right. Anyways, what were we saying? John, your final thoughts on this anyway, beautiful my, album. Anyway, my final thoughts or not on this beautiful, beautiful album. What did you think? Oh. <laughs> I was genuinely surprised by this. I was expecting a lot of the same stuff that I've heard from him before. And usually, you know, by your fourth album, you know what to expect with an artist. And I got some really great surprises on this. I enjoyed this through and through, and like I said, I kept on coming back to it. And James Blake music, to me, sounds the best during the winter. And I understand that winter in Florida still really isn't that cold, but it still gets cold here, It was cold it. today. It was cold this morning. It was. It definitely was. And I feel like this album is coming out right at the perfect time, and I felt like it kind of spoke to me at certain points on some certain things on a personal level. And that's just another reason why I really, really enjoyed it. Strong features as well from Travis Scott, Metro Boomin, um, Rosalia, and Andre 3000. I think there might be one other person I can't remember. Moses Sumney. There we go, Moses Sumney. Thank you. Moses Sumney is also excellent on this too as well. Heck yes. So he's working with the right features and he's doing the right stuff with his music. And if this is a sign of things to come with him, I feel like I'm going to become an even bigger fan of his. That's why I am giving it a known it. Ooh, wow not too mm -hmm. bad mm -hmm. yeah i like you i really really enjoyed this album it took a couple listens to like really get into it the first time i listened to it was in my car so like i didn't get all the instruments but then you know you put in your headphones you listen for all the elements i just love how just james blake knows how to layer things and make it work like he can just create anything with just his voice and a beat and it's really cool to see him expand and work with different artists and basically say, like, I can work with you and make something really cool. Mm -hmm. So I think I really like this album a lot. And I am flip-flopping between a own it and gotta have it because it's so good. <laughs> but <laughs> you know what? I'm going to be generous. It's a gotta have it. Ooh. Ding, 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 Also release this on vinyl, James. Oh, he hasn't? Nope. Jeez. It's on cassette, I think, and CD, but it's not on not on record yet. Yeah, he's got to get on that. And I agree with your statement, too. This is definitely a headphone album because you need to listen to all those details. Yeah. All the way. This well, could definitely be a contender on Best Of yeah. for 2019 easily. So. I think so, too. I was just about to say that. Yeah. this. I think he's predicting what's going to happen with some of this kind of music. I think he's got a good trend going. I think so, too. He definitely was setting trends with his previous stuff. Yeah. And I think he'll do the same thing here, too. I would love to see more albums produced by him, too. I think there's oh, a good opportunity cool. for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know he did stuff on the Black Panther soundtrack. Mm -hmm. So he's, he's got a really interesting career trajectory going on. So anyway, now we're going on to another artist who's kind of in the similar realm, but I think is more a beat and probably a little bit more funky. It's Toro Imoy with his album, 
Outer Peace. Now, this is his sixth album from Chaz Bear, a.k.a. Toro Vimoy. And he is a electro-pop funk kind of artist. Does a lot of instruments on his own albums. He's a multi-instrumentalist, hence why he does a lot of instruments. <laughs> Just self-explained that. Nice. And this album really is kind of an inspiration. It's inspired, rather, I should say, by the internet. And so all these songs here are very much about being connected and being in that internet space and kind of embracing it too as well. Now, I've listened to his previous stuff. I'm actually a big fan of his earlier work. And he actually even has some other side projects that he's done too as well that I think are really good, like some electronical, electronic experiment, uh, experimentational albums. Jeez, I'm just mixing up all my words today. I'm sorry. It's all good. And since this is your first album, I'm very curious to hear what you think. Yeah, I have not listened to uh, Toro Imoi before, and it's a shame I should have started earlier. I really like this album too. Nice. It's it's very quick in some ways, yes. but it's I liked it a lot. It's it it kind of fits that James Blake vibe of you know one guy kind of doing his own thing, being on his own, trying to find mm-hmm. sound and style, and it's a fun little dance album. I liked it a lot. I'm glad to, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, because I agree with that sentiment. It. I could have used more. And I mean, I guess you always want to leave the audience. Leave, you always want to have the audience wanting more. Mm-hmm. And I think that's absolutely true with this album. I I was just vibing with it. I was loving all the unique ideas because this is not really a cynical album. No, it's very fun. It's upbeat. It's catchy. Yes. And it takes the internet instead of being like, oh, the internet is bad. It's filled with bad things. No, it's like the internet is great. Just look at all these wondrous things that we could do with it. Mm-hmm. And, and I know like by this point, we now, you know, know what the internet is and what it offers and all that kind what of good stuff. What is computer? Yes. What is internet? But he said in an interview that there's kind of this weird love-hate relationship with the internet. And this is definitely kind of just being like, nope. I'm going to embrace the love aspect on this album. Yeah. And I think the thing that I really, really enjoy about this album is just it's got this great vibe to it. And I know that's kind of hard to quantify. Yeah, it's very fun. It's very dance friendly. It's kind of carefree in some aspects. It's just a chill like, oh, wow, this is great. It's a good head bopper. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. I think this would be a great late night summer kind of album right here. Yeah, it's a good party album. I think so, too. Yeah, there's definitely that chill aspect to it. And I think probably the thing that I really, really enjoyed about it, too, was just how every song really just kept on surprising me along the way. At one point, he has Abra on a song, which I thought was a nice little. Yeah, uh, I have not heard of her before, but I'm very curious to check out her other work. Actually, a listener of the show, Katie, had uh, told me about her at one point. Oh, cool. So, yeah. Uh, he recorded this in California, and I think that California influence is definitely felt throughout this album. And she was a great feature in that she kind of worked in really seamlessly into this, and which is what I liked. And I also really liked, too, that he decided to do kind of like his first true hip-hop track on the track uh, Monte Carlo, which, you know, has a very nostalgic vibe behind it, um, you know, just about like driving a car from the 1980s. Right. And, and, and I really enjoyed that there. Um, you know, there's also a skateboarding reference, too, on the last track, too, 50-50, you know, which I recognize because from playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you know, it's it's very much 
a laid back album and i know i use that quite a bit but this really fits into that definition uh this guy's kind of been one of those kind of artists that i always i don't i wouldn't say i forget about him but it's like i'll be off listening to something else and then i hear he has an album i'm like oh i'm really excited yeah (laughs) he makes fun from what i see and i'm hearing he makes fun little albums yes good little dance kind of you know they're always they're always self-contained yeah kind of like everyone can dance to my music don't doesn't matter who you were, what you came from, or who you are. Just come out and dance with me, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, like the vibe ain't too serious, you know. There's some, you know, playful lyrics here and there, and some uh, playful moments. And yeah, it's it, it's more, it's it's almost close to being a dance album at points. Yeah, it definitely can be. Which is, I think, the direction that I really liked about this album. I mean, his other stuff, like yeah, it got the head bobbing element, but this is like teeters on being a dance album and I, and I really really like that i just i love the fact that it's just kind of like hey we can en- embrace you know the pleasure of sitting behind a computer and being on the internet yeah. we can embrace the nostalgic elements that we search for on our phones and on our computers on a daily basis like there's no like there's no bad mouthing any of those things there's no like ugh, you know like there's no eye rolling at the fact that like oh people you know enjoy going back in time and remembering a time when they were younger and that's really probably one of the things that i think stands out on this album it's not afraid to embrace youth and it's not to embrace and it's not afraid to embrace the fact that we can enjoy the simpler things in life amen really so I'll let you go into your final thoughts here. Yeah, so my first album from Toro Imoy, I really liked it, and I want to go back and listen to his other stuff just to see if it's just as fun and catchy and almost carefree to an extent. But yeah, I really like this, and I'm definitely going to come back to a lot of these singles, so I'm going to give it a own it. Nice, man. Yeah. Nice. I think I'm going to do the same as well. Dang. I, 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 I think so. Nice. I, I was pleasantly surprised by this album, and it's yeah. one that I feel like all right, this is this is an album that I can see myself coming back back to again and again, just like James Blake, just because of just how much fun it is to listen to it. Sometimes an album is just fun. It might not have a lot of depth, like it's definitely short. Um, and you know, maybe if some of the things were fleshed out more, it would have gone into the gotta have it realm. Mm-hmm. But that's not a knock again it against it because this is definitely a fun album to have and i feel like it'd be a great album to have on vinyl too yeah definitely get that bumping on a nice uh sunday night or saturday night i should say hey we can party on sunday too yeah you're right we can you know we can we can i really i really enjoyed what he did here and i and i enjoy the fact that he's still trying to mix things up because like i said with james blake i enjoyed the fact that you're still surprising me and that's you know the sign of a good artist right there so if you haven't checked out his stuff please do so because i think a lot of his earlier stuff is really good as well. Good deal. Yeah, man. Yeah, 2019, off to a great start. I, I would say so, and it's not going to stop. Sorry, I knocked my cup down there. No, you're good. My, my, my apologies. I didn't mean to. I thought it was going to be much softer than that. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> um, yeah, we have Sharon Van Etten. Yep, and then Maggie Roberts. Rogers. Rogers. <laughs> That's what I said, just testing you. Maggie Ma- Rogers, yes. Hey, it's it's quite all right. No worries, man. That that's also gonna be another fun podcast. I haven't listened to Sharon Van Etten yet, but I hear that's also a contender for like 
best of the year. I know. Already. I'm very excited to hear our thoughts on that. Yeah, me too, man. And you know, there's a lot of great albums to look forward to pretty soon too, as well. Uh, cinem- the Cinematic Orchestra announced that they're going to be putting out an album again, which would be really interesting. I look forward to listening to that. But long time since they came out with something. Vampire Weekend is finally going to be putting out some tracks on thursday yeah they posted like a cryptic two hour long video of just a couple segments from one of their new songs yeah with it was like hall of guitars or something yeah it uses imagery from the kabbalah and things like that so. yeah it's 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 it's, it's very really vampire cool. weekend it's very it's did you say vampire weekend Wamp- oh my god <laughs> i need more coffee or something man <laughs> I'm listening to Vampire Weekend. Huh? Vampire. <laughs> Be very, very quiet. I'm listening to Vampire Weekend. <laughs> you see Bugs Bunny dress up like Ezra, right? <laughs> What's is up, Ezra? Uh, is your bed made, Doc? <laughs> is your sweater on, Doc? You wanna that word, Doc? <laughs> Walt, you think you can tell me about the Oxford comma? Uh-huh. <laughs> I bought, bo- I say, I bought, bought, I say. <laughs> Who gives a- <laughs> oh no, fog for Leghorn. Oh no, he's the worst. <laughs> he's been forever ruined because of that meme that you oh, showed me. No. Oh no, for those of you who don't know, it's a record store, which I will not name the name of, posted this terrible, terrible meme of Foghorn Leghorn with the confederate flag saying son i say son turn that leonard skinnered up <laughs> Oy, yikes okay <laughs> every time i see it i die a little inside it's <laughs> oh, scary it's great <sighs> i love i love it when you share bad memes with me oh the minion ones are good too I, I, I want to share bad memes with you, Adam. <laughs> I want to share bad memes with you. I want you to show me. Here's a good one. This one's, it's a pod racer from Star Wars Episode One, but the pod parts are replaced with AirPods. Oh. That's pretty good, right? Oh. oh how about this one? Carrie sent me this one the other day. This oh, is, boy. um, you remember Beans? What's his name? Beans from yeah. Even Stevens? Well, this is Cardi B, but with uh, Beans' face. Oh, no. <laughs> Cardi Beans. Ugh. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Uh, oh, here, here's a good one. This is a guy holding a giant bottle of olive oil, pouring it out of the salad. The giant bowl, the, the giant olive oil says, Shrek and Hansel address the same, and the salad bowl is normal conversation, and then me is holding the olive oil. <laughs> honestly that that is definitely you yeah to be fair that that is me. That, that that meme definitely describes you so <laughs> this one's good too this is air bud in a club it says air bud in the club getting tipsy i think we're due for another air bud uh I, I don't think so I feel kevin like I... hart as air bud <laughs> I'm a talking dog. <laughs> I think I'm Chris Rock, but I'm not. You know. Oh, sit, doggy, sit. Don't you tell me what to do. <laughs> uh, every Kevin Hart movie now, too, I realize has him, uh, dre- like, shirtless at some point because he's got to show off that he works out. Yeah. Like, Maybe short, but I work out. You know, Jeff Dunham as Airbud would be pretty good too. I think. <laughs> Mike Myers. 
Ed Helms. Oh boy. <laughs> Who else can we? <laughs> We're going down this vortex. What was now. that one movie with like the dog, but the dog dies and gets reincarnated? I want that, but with Airbud. So there's like a Corgi Airbud and like a Golden Retriever Airbud and a Shih Tzu Airbud. There's multiple versions of Airbud, but voiced by different people. Or voiced by the same person doing a different voice. Alright, I, I maybe you should be laying off coffee. <laughs> Probably. I've had a lot of cold brew today, I will be honest. <laughs> Cause I could I if I hadn't stopped you, I feel like you would have been going for like another fifteen minutes. Probably, honestly. <laughs> How do you come up with this stuff? Just flows, man. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, that's so great. Adam, this was fun. I look forward to recording the next episode. I'm so glad music is back. Me too. So, so glad. Thanks for coming back, music. Yes, thank you. Just when I thought you weren't going to come around again. You opened the door and here you are. Just when I thought I was out, you pulled me back in. Good job, 2019. And hopefully more good things to come. You can Mm. cheers to that, right? Yes, we can cheers to that. Ah, cheers, sir. Cheers. Our our glasses are... uh, plastic plastic so we're not gonna hear that on the, <laughs> the microphone here so just pretend we went clink yes yes keep stick with the illusion there folks yeah anyway we're, we're glad you listened in here on another episode of g4d aka grounds for discussion. discussion don't forget to like comment rate us on itunes stitcher google music wherever you want to we have a website g4dpodcast.com and we're also on facebook twitter and instagram so Send us a message, tell us what to talk about, tell us what not to talk about, give us coffee recommendations, whatever your heart desires. Or send us coffee, because we need the caffeine. Yeah, we'll, def- we'll definitely take caffeine. Or for me, maybe less. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. you want more Airbud sequels, please send me all the caffeine you can. I'm surprised you didn't write all those down. I, I did. It's called my brain. My noggin. <laughs> your mind grapes? My mind grapes, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, thank you all. We love thank you. Thank you. We love you. So much. Peace and love. Peace and love. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of G4D, Grounds for Discussion with Adam and John. Stay up to date on future episodes and all our caffeine-induced antics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username G4D underscore podcast. Drop us a line at G4Dpodcast at gmail.com if you have any music suggestions, general questions, or business inquiries. You can find our podcast on iTunes, and John and I would super appreciate if you rated and subscribed to our show. May your cup and heart always be full of coffee, good music, and cliche motivational ending sentences. Thanks.